When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have Kurt on our show who is a listener to the Ask Women podcast. And he wrote me telling me that he did a full summer of research about the best self-help dating resources, relationship resources that are out there. And he gives us seven things that he's taken from these resources, seven things that he wish he knew when he was younger that he knows now that are helping him immensely with women. So keep listening. Hey guys, welcome to the Ask Women podcast. It's your host, Kristen Carney, along with the expert, Marty Kinris. And we're here with a listener named Kurt, who did tons and tons of reading on uh, pickup stuff, which, I mean, I'm surprised uh, he can <laughs> even read. People read. Yeah, he enjoys the podcast. <laughs> he can read too. Whoa. Uh, so, Kurt, tell us a little bit about why you um, did so much research on pickup stuff. Yeah, I think um, I want to just have a goal during the summer. Um, I thought it'd be a good idea to actually maybe get off the Internet um, and maybe read a book, um, which is a crazy idea in 2018. But I thought yes, I'd try exactly. it. What a well, concept. that's a crazy goal for the summer, it, you know, to read. My goal was to <laughs> get as many happy hours as possible. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's a great goal. You obviously had something that you wanted to, to, to work on. Can we actually take a step back for a second? And sure. maybe you can tell us, um, which I know you're going to, but what, where, where were you with women at the time that you decided this is what I'm going to read about instead of like, you know, I don't know, reading some, some, some other self-help. Yeah. Like I feel like a guy who, who was getting a late a lot wouldn't be like, you know what, I'm going to learn about pickup. I'm going to read up on this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think uh, I found it just interesting, but to give you an idea where I was coming from, um, I, a lot of my social interactions, uh, in my earlier twenties was just in college um, and I have to admit a lot of that was just walking around drunk in a frat house, um, <laughs> not really ideal for, um, the real world. And I, I found that out oh, too. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I went on a few dates at the end of college. Um, and right after college, um, I started working, uh, at a startup in uh, the Bay area, um, which, uh, at the time I thought was a good idea, but I realized it's incredibly hard to have a balance, um, when you're working at a company that's, At the time, the company was only a year old, um, so it was just utter chaos, Um, and I only had one day off a week, (laughs) uh, and that was every Monday, so uh, let alone dating, it was just hard to build a social life. um, Yeah, and you're 28 years old, so that is very challenging at that point. Yeah, yeah, and I also was living with my mother uh, in a two-bedroom apartment, which, again, is not ideal uh for having a uh a dating life um well in the bay area, bay area it's essential you should have so practiced yeah. That, that yeah you should have practiced on her <laughs> yeah um but um in 2015 i moved down to um southern california and i live in pasadena now um oh. and uh and yeah i just I'll, I'll be honest 
after college, I just kind of gave up. I, I was working. Um, I, I really didn't have much time to build a social life of anything. Um, and for me, it was easier just to give up and not really care about it. Um, and this summer, uh, I turned 28, uh, which, you know, I felt like I was an old man. And uh, I thought, I'm not getting any younger. And I thought this would just be um, something I could work on. Um, and also, too, I just found it interesting. I had never read any of these books before. A couple okay. of my buddies in college read them, but I didn't pay much attention to them. Um, and it's just, it's just interesting. Um, relationships, uh, uh, dating, um, the whole pickup artist community, which I knew nothing about besides just like Neil Strauss. Um, there's a huge community out there, which uh, I, was, I knew nothing about. So um, I kind of did it because I, I, I found it interesting. And I knew it would help me as well. Yeah. Okay. So what, what did you find? What were your results? What did you like? What did you not like? Yeah. I think what I tried to do, and also this comes to just how easy it is to get carried away on Amazon, which I think we all, we all suffer from that. Um, they make it incredibly easy to buy things. Um, so I kind of started with one book and then before you know it, I started clicking away and, and I had about a dozen books in my apartment. Um, what was your but, first book? Um, uh, you know what? My first book was, um, the straight line by Jordan Belfort. Uh, oh, wow. Who, I haven't even he's heard of that. the gentleman uh, who they actually based Wolf of Wall Street off of. Um, oh, and, I knew that name. Uh, for, sounded familiar. Yeah, yeah. He's essentially, it's Leonardo DiCaprio um, who they based uh, him off of. But um, I thought for some weird reason, if I could understand buying and selling and how that works, that would just help me. It's so funny um, that you picked that book first because that guy is notoriously a bad guy. Like a very bad person. You were like, you know what? I'm 28. It's time to start being a terrible person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's funny because um, I that was kind of my starting point. And I thought, well, you know, this is an interesting book, but why don't I just cut to the chase and actually get books on picking up and dating? Um, so that's what I did. Um, and Did you learn how to summer, rip people off, though, in the process? Uh, I, <laughs> no, I think, um, I understood the buyer and the seller, right. yeah. um, that helped a lot too. Um, and also I, it, I put it this way and I think to make it easier for the podcast, um, through reading all of the books, um, I wanted to get a mix of everything. So some books I got were just self-help. Some were just pick up, uh, some were, uh, like, uh, like the Jordan Belfort book was just on how to sell people. Yeah. Um, so I made a list of about seven things that I wish I would have known, um, say, when I graduated high school or graduated college. Um, I, I thought that'd be much easier to do than me try to go through all the books or try to try to just keep it simple. Would you guys enjoy that? Yes, of course. We don't want to read okay. 12 books. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who has time for that? Um, and then I will. Yeah. And I want to add this too, uh, to to make this even better. I actually went on a date Friday and I tried to apply some of these things to that date. Um, so this mm-hmm. is a mix of my actual date on Friday and then also these books I read. Um, okay. So, yeah, if you'd like, I can go down the list. Yes, please. Please, please, please. Yeah. So um, the first thing I learned, uh, which I knew I did not know at all when I was um, in my earlier 20s, was the fact that women um, are much, much socially aware than men are. Um and I didn't understand that. But now that I've read through a lot of these books and also going on these dates, women are much sharper when it comes to social dynamics than men are yeah, generally. Yeah, I feel like men, and, no matter um, who you are or how smart you are, all men have a little bit of Asperger's or autism. Like, it's just in the personality yeah. of dudes. 
Yeah, no, and and, and I'll admit too, um, when I was in my earlier twenties, I I assume it was interesting as I was reading one of the books, and they said you assume that girl um, is also like essentially when you're hitting on her. That's might be one of the only girls you're hitting on, but she's been used to being hit on over and over again. So right. she's much more in tune with what's going on, what you're doing, and the social setting, um, which I personally had no I, – I, I didn't pick up on that when I was younger. Um, so that's the first huge thing I learned. So. Well, let me ask – I want to qu- ask a question about this to expand on this. What does that mean that women are more socially aware so from her side, what is she now seeing when you go up and approach her? Well, I, I you think... you are not. Yeah, I think um, in my... Especially me personally, uh, I believe like I was the only guy that was hitting on her ever, um, which I know is not true. But I, mm-hmm. I got into that mindset like, oh, she, you know, it's like, you know, this is... Uh, it was new to me and I'm thinking, oh, she's probably not being used to getting hit on. Um, okay. I know it's foolish, but that's what I kind of used to believe. Well, I think and I think guys exactly. think and that they're the it, like the Lewis and Clark of anything when it comes to women. Like they think they're the first right. one to send her a message on Instagram because they saw her on Tinder. It's like no, 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 no. What you think is original, five million guys have already done before you. So I think they should always keep that in mind. Exactly. And also, too, they've seen every angle. So you think you're going to approach them with a different angle. But, uh, they, uh, I mean, they've, they've probably seen every angle in the book that a guy's going to try to pull on them. Um, so that, that was the biggest thing I learned, or the first thing I learned, I should say, out okay. of the list. So, And because of this, how have you altered what you're doing? Is it just being aware that you're up against other people or that you're approaching somebody who might have a guard up? How does, how does that alter you? You know, I'll tell you what it did. It just makes you honest. It makes you authentic. Um, which is, yeah, which I think that's one of the things that's lower on my list that's on the list too. Um, but yeah, I just, you, you only have, you just have to be yourself because if you try to do something else, you try to pull an angle or you try to be somebody you're not, she's going to smell that immediately. Um, so I learned you just have to be honest with her um, and authentic, but I'd say even more importantly, just being honest. Um, and again, I didn't understand that when I was younger, I thought it was, I had to somehow trick her or manipulate or something of that nature. And then I'm learning now, if you're just honest with them, they pick up on that immediately. Um, so that's probably what I learned from that social dynamic. I love that. Okay. What's number, what's item number two? Yeah, I'd say the second, thing that I was completely oblivious to, and I imagine many young men were, was body language. Um, I did not pay attention to body language at all um, young, uh, when I was younger. Um, and also, more importantly, eye contact. Um, and now that I read some of these books, um, e- almost every book touches on that, um, whether it be relationships, dating, pickup. Um, and when I went on this date on Friday... I try to make it a point to kind of pay attention to her body language and her eye contact. Um, And sure enough, it it was interesting uh, how all those things in the books were essentially true. And she was giving me so much body language and so much eye contact. Um, And that in itself is a form of communication. But when I was younger, um, and I imagine just uh, other men as well, I I completely ignored that. Um, And I'm realizing how important that is right now. Amazing. So what, what did you see her doing that you wouldn't have seen before? Uh, again, uh, just good eye contact. I'd say that was a big thing. Also, I, I thought I would try to, I put my hand on her lower back 
Uh, so I, I just gave her a gentle touch to see if she would re- reciprocate. Um, and sure enough, when I did that, she just lightly placed her hand on my so arm she was for into a split you. second. Um, so, yeah, well, and but see, it, when I was younger, I didn't even pick up on that. So it's interesting how when you think about these things and you're aware of these things, it's like they actually happen. Um, so it's crazy. Um, and I thought, okay. And then another huge thing I didn't pay attention to was she started, um, I, it's a thing girls do where they kind of twist their finger through their hair. Mm -hmm. Um, and I realized she played with her hair a lot too. And again, I wasn't keen on that before. So she was giving me tons of signals and just communication in general. Um, and I was able to pick up on that, which made the date much better and made it, um, yeah, you know, I could pick up on those things. So. Interesting. Did you find that it distracted you or because now it's so ingrained in you that you took it as like a point and it gave you a smile? Uh, I, yeah, I think the latter, I think it was a signal. Um, and it kind of told me, okay, this is going well. Um, you know, keep doing what you're doing essentially. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I, it didn't distract me where it kind of, um, I, I lost uh, concentration, but it was something that I was just paying attention to. Um, if anything, uh, it's signaling. Um, so yeah, it, it was, it's interesting how, if you just, if you just pay attention to those things, um, you start Here, seeing these Here's something that I see right, a lot of guys so. probably mm-hmm. doing when they want to first apply what they've learned in books is looking like they're concentrating so hard, like they're trying to shit. Like, they're, I can <laughs> see a guy going, okay, I'm going to look at all of these things that she's doing. Therefore, they're getting out of the moment and getting into their head and look like, you can almost see their eyes probably looking more at her eyes and looking down at her hands and like getting distracted. Was that something that you struggled with at first or did you, it's like patting your head and rubbing your belly at the same time. Were you able to do both, which is be natural and also look for these cues? Um, yeah, I, you know, I didn't, it didn't, um, I wouldn't say it stopped me or, or messed me up. Um, I was just aware of it. I, to be honest, I, this is a tip I, I kind of told them. This is kind of thing I started doing when I'm at these, when I'm doing a date, I always just try to, it, it, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I just turn off my cell phone. And if I have a, I, I enjoy having a wristwatch too, but I never look at my watch because I, that to me is more distracting than like a signal oh, she's yeah. giving. Um, and also too, if we expounding on um, being comfortable and being loose, a little thing I did when I went to this date on Friday that any guy can do, and it's super simple, is if you know where um, – so essentially on Friday, we met up at a bar downtown. Uh, so we knew we were meeting up. I, I, I came to the bar about five minutes uh, before, um, and I just stood outside on the corner and just got comfortable. I looked around. I saw everybody. Got I saw the different venues. I, I, I went to the bar. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a whole, yeah, down, that's a whole different story, but, um, no, it was, um, my point is I got comfortable. So when she approached me outside the bar and we met for the first time, uh, it, it, I wasn't nervous. Um, and, and I know athletes do this. Um, I mean, essentially anybody does this where you just, you loosen up. So that helped a lot too. So when we initially met each other, I wasn't so nervous and so tight. Um, and that helped me a lot is the fact that I just loosened up and I was able to enjoy myself and I was comfortable in the environment, which I I would recommend for any guy to do. It's a very easy and simple thing to do. And it's very effective as well. 
Yeah, well, I call that working your conversation muscle. So I always say to park about three blocks away or yep. drop yourself off three blocks away from where you're meeting somebody and then either strike up conversations, say hi to people, whatever it is, it's going to get you to puff up your chest a little bit um, and get you in a groove before you actually get to the p- place that you're going to, to yep. meet a girl. So I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah, and also too, um, one more thing or my uh, the next thing on the list was the fact that when I was younger, I there was so much more drinking involved, and mm-hmm. I had a great time on Friday. But it, I'm learning that you almost need. To, I personally almost wanted to watch how much alcohol I was taking in, um, because by the end of the night, I was getting so sloppy, I just wasn't able to stay sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and everybody's different. Um, I know people, uh, you know, handle their alcohol differently, but. It was almost like I, I thought about the next day, like, okay, what can I make better? What are some things I could change? And and I think if I go on another date, I might actually limit my alcohol intake. Um, and that's just me personally because I felt like I really, at the end of the night, I wish I would have been a little more clear. Um, yeah. So that's that's another thing I personally came from um, the date is the fact that I might – I like it's, to watch it as to watch I sip it. Sometimes too. Like I look at it. Definitely. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's always fun too. <laughs> Stare it down. Okay, item number 3. Yeah, uh the next thing I would say, um I learned from all these books, um you have to have a strong social foundation. You really have to work on yourself before you can even enter uh, a date or the dating world. Um and all these books uh reinforce that. And what was interesting was I read Tucker Max's book called Mate. Um yeah. and essentially it's his book not only on picking up but just life in general and for a guy that you think he's just this bar guy that's hitting on all these women he emphasizes the fact that you really have to have a strong social foundation and a big social network uh for a lot of these things to happen and also just to meet women in general um and when he was on our show he talked about that as well but he he also talked about how when he was just out meeting women and sleeping with women and not really focused on having a relationship his social circle um was a different social circle than when he was focused on finding a girlfriend that he actually had to adjust his social circle and rebuild that social circle for i think seven to nine months in order to get into the right headspace and have the right social foundation to meet the kind of girl that he wanted to be in a relationship with no, yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. Um, and I think he, it's interesting because I remember reading this book uh, when I was in high school. That was a book that was passed around amongst uh, all the boys in high school. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I hope they serve beer in hell. And you think he just, he's just kind of this natural guy that picks up women and all these crazy stories. But it's interesting how in the book he really outlines a lot of different things. Um, and like I said, yeah, that social element was very, very important. And I also look back at, in college and in high school and in uh, even after college, uh, men that were oh just always had women around them or always had dates and so on and so forth. And I realized those guys were incredibly social and social with anything they did. Um, so if they're going to a coffee shop, they're social. If they're going to anywhere, they're social. Um, yeah, but and- what if someone's not social naturally like me? <laughs> well, I'd say that's something you can always work on. I'd say also too. But, but it's like not work. But it's not even work on. It's like the desire to be social just does not exist. Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a good question. Um, I, I don't. I'm not sure. Um, 
Well, that was actually going to be my question, but I think the response to that is if you're not social, then you have to at least push yourself one day a week to go somewhere that you might find like-minded people to you. No, I know. Seriously. But (laughs) listen, even non-social people go out at some point. And like you, they complain about being social or they get frustrated with social people. So you're, you know, you can find people who have a similar point of view to you. Plus, it's always wonderful to have some group of friends who have, who are like-minded that can introduce you to people that may also not be so social. So you might not go out to a bar, but you'll go over to somebody's house and hang out. So I I think, you know, what Kurt's saying, what I'm hearing is that it's not about being out and bubbly and bar hopping, but it's about having a group of people or at least a couple of people that are your social network so that you're not alone and that can help boost your confidence. Yeah. And, and I think leading on that, one thing I'm learning, um, again, from reading these books and also just personal experience is it's a muscle just like anything else. I didn't understand that when I was younger, you have to work the muscle. Um, you see these pickup artists and you see these dating experts and so on and so forth. And, the fact that they just work at it. And I'm, and I learned that too. I, 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 for those years between college and now, uh, I wasn't working at it. So nothing was happening. Um, and, and if you work at it, just like anything else, you know, it's, it's going to happen. Um, yeah, and that it's going to become automated circle. for you. Listen, yeah, exactly. I'm about to reveal something that people might find disgusting, but I used to never floss. I had perfect teeth. I never had a cavity before in my life. Sometimes I know. See, I, 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 Kristen, showing me her little flossing things. I have those now. I'm just saying, I never flossed before. I went to the dentist. I had a couple of cavities. I was in shock, and so my mom said, "Marnie, it's time for you to start flossing because that can actually lead to dementia, Alzheimer's, MS if you don't floss." Which I didn't really believe, but I've been forgetting a lot of things lately. So I thought, why not pick pick up on it? Anyway, my point is, <laughs> my the same way that I, I helped myself learn how where to put my keys on a daily basis so I would not lose them. I did the exact same thing every day, no matter what. I forced myself to floss. And now if I don't floss, I can feel it in my gums and my gums tell me you need to floss. So it's the, exactly what you just said. I just started oh I just started flossing this week. Oh, killed, it's right? Day six of flossing every single day. That's why I just showed you those because I have them next to my bed. So like I get in bed, I hang out, and I just floss my teeth because it was the same thing. My gums were telling yes. me, like, please help me, please save me. And now I'm getting into the routine where, like, I'm sitting here almost with my tongue, as you were saying that, before you had even said anything about flossing. I was kind of with my yeah. tongue feeling my yeah, they, my gums going, uh, see, yeah, then it becomes right addictive. You know? But it's the same thing with going out anyway. right now. Right now, my going mm-hmm. out muscle is extremely floppy and flabby. It is... Does not does not work past it's nine gross, o'clock. I can see it. And I understand that. But if I did want to start doing it again, then I would just have to push myself to do it. With everything that you're learning in the very beginning, you have to push yourself to break yourself out of that cycle that you're currently in. No, I completely agree. Yeah. And, and and to to show you where I was coming from uh, as a younger man, I, I saw these guys that would go out and pick up these girls and the Tucker Maxes of the world and the Neil Strauss and those kind of guys. And I thought, what's their secret or what, there's well that yeah that's that helps. Uh, dental hygiene always helps but um i i thought it was some secret or some way about them or some some thing they would say to the girl at the right moment and all this stuff and i realized no that if you ask those guys those guys went out all the time and they just yeah. worked at it just like you work at anything else so 
they're just learning those social dynamics. Um, and that's why these guys are so successful is this they, they work at like anything else. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, number four. Oh, another huge thing is I for I just had to completely forget about the end result. Uh, that was very important. I think earlier on uh, in my dating career, I was so worried about what the end was going to be that I sabotaged the entire date. Um, and a huge thing in all these books is you just have to not care. Um, in mm-hmm. a sense that just ha- I, like I told myself Friday night, just have fun. Uh, don't don't worry about what's going to happen or if it's going to go well, if it's going to go bad. Just have fun and enjoy the moment. Um, and when I and also too that loosens you up too, and you can really enjoy yourself. Um, so I would say that was a huge thing that I learned is you just you can't care and just have a good time. So tell me what you did to enforce that. Like, how did you stop yourself from caring? Uh, the biggest thing was again, I just focused on having fun, um, and I also learned from past experiences because when I was younger, it was. Well, what if I don't say the right thing? What if I do this? What if this happens? What if there's an awkward moment? Um, and I felt like if there was maybe an awkward pause, it would ruin the entire date. And even even on Friday night, I went out and uh, when we first met each other and we sat down for a drink, there might have been a little bit of a pause. And I thought to myself, oh, crap, there's a pause, you know, but I'm thinking that doesn't matter. Just keep moving forward. It's not going to ruin the date. Um, and that helped. That it helped makes, me a lot. It actually makes it better, especially if you don't force yourself to fill that awkward silence. And, and you smile, you yeah. sit back, and you enjoy it. Right. If you do something charming, I think, in the awkward silence, like kind of give her a look like, man, silence, or something just to indicate but that you're okay with it. You know, you're, yeah, you're confident enough to get through the, the silence. Yeah, I, I agree. And also, here's a little pro tip that I learned again from going out uh, on my last date. Uh, about midway through the date, I told my date, an embarrassing secret. Not nothing crazy, just like a little goofy embarrassing secret. You were like, I don't floss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I told her actually uh, I really enjoy uh, listening to like boy bands from the uh, from the 90s in my car when I'm driving. Amazing. Oh my god, that's worse than not flossing. Right. And so my point is, this is what I did. I told her just a little goofy secret. And I would I, like basically I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, well I'm a child of the '90s, so I can't. I, I love me some NSYNC yeah, and some Backstreet yeah. Boys, but um, I, I wanted to see if she would tell me a secret back. Yeah, and mm, and sure enough, idea. yeah, and sure enough, she told me a little secret. So I don't know. Uh, I imagine that's what was her probably, secret. I know you can't not tell us the secret. Oh, We're the, in the, vault the now. secret. <laughs> so the secret was she has um. Uh, a corporate job in downtown LA uh, and she's like a manager and she's in charge of a bunch of, a bunch of different um, employees. And um, in her office, she has three big computer screens and uh, it turns out on the, one of the screens she watches um, porn. not porn. No, oh. uh, not exactly porn. <laughs> she watches makeup tutorials. So I guess, um, I oh, guess women I like, like to do makeup. What a boring secret. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, maybe level, honestly, they're both at the same level. It's kind of cutesy and fun. You're exchanging. Mm. Listen, she, she has lots of other secrets to tell you later on down the road, but that's the most. Yeah, like I have herpes. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's hope not. Uh, but I think the thing there is the fact that we we were just built some comfort with each other and some trust. Yeah. And it's a little thing. It doesn't have to be something crazy. It can just be like a little secret and something goofy that's kind of embarrassing. Okay. And I kind of found that kind of broke through the wall. Um, yeah. So that's just a little something I did that I, I well, learned to we, do. We always talk so. about vulnerability, and that's a great that's a great way to display a low level 
vulnerable position for you where you're not really that embarrassed about it. You're kind of proud of it, but you're positioning it in a way that says, I'm letting you in on a little secret about me that I haven't told many people, which I think brings people closer together. So I think it's fantastic. It's cute. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. We are so going that, to get number, we're going to get to number five, six, and seven in a minute, but we have to take a little break. So hold on. We'll be back in a second. Hey you, this is Marnie, and thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also, give us five stars, just because. Want advice and step-by-step instructions on how to get the girl sent right into your mailbox every single day? Then sign up for your free Wing Girl Method newsletter at winggirlmethod.com slash advice. When you sign up, you'll also get a free copy of my best-selling book, 10 Devastating Mistakes Men Make with Women and How to Avoid Them. Go to winggirlmethod.com slash advice and sign up now. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. All right, we are back with Kurt, and Kurt is going to share with us number five, six, and seven of his list of seven things that he wished he knew when he was younger, but he knows now, and he's using those things for extreme success with women. Yeah, so uh, I'd say another huge thing that helped me out was the fact that I really had to be honest with myself about um, a big thing for me was my apartment. Um, I had to ask myself, I had to look at my apartment and go, is this apartment acceptable? Uh, not only for yourself, but for anybody else, or if you'd want to bring a girl back home. Um, so that helped me a lot. And I had to be honest with myself. I said, my apartment's not acceptable and I really need to work on this. And again, it didn't happen overnight. I had to really, um, start, um, I, I got a brand new apartment, uh, which I was going to say, your mom's going to be so sad to hear this. You're saying her house wasn't acceptable for you. Okay. Yeah. To, to, to give you a, to give you a backstory, uh, I lived, uh, my, uh, former apartment in Pasadena, it was uh 220 square feet. So it was essentially a shoebox. Yeah. It was, uh, not ideal, not ideal for a young man in the dating game. Um, it's such a big penis, especially. Right. And uh, I uh, also, <laughs> I, I'll admit it too, I slept on, it wasn't even a bed. It was just two mattresses topped on each other on the ground. Uh, yeah. And they were twins uh, or twin mattresses. And also they were the mattresses that were left over from the past person that was in the apartment. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah. Not, not, not proud of that. It doesn't seem so bad. Yeah, not not proud of that, but I had to be honest with myself and I said this is unacceptable. Um Absolutely. not only for myself, but for anybody else that would be in that bed. Absolutely. So um I, I started with getting a brand new bed, uh, an actual adult bed. Nice. Um I got brand new bed sheets. Um and also just I just actually moved out of that apartment. I got an actual a uh, much bigger apartment. Um now were so, you doing that just out of curiosity? Were you living like that because you didn't really care that much or because of financial reasons? Uh I literally to be honest, I did not care. I I had the wow. money. I just did not care. I, I wasn't girls weren't coming back, so it didn't matter. Right. Um right. so I kind of told myself if I want to step up my game, I need to I need to change this. Yeah. Um and so it's not expensive in- to do. It's like things that you can, you know, for a, a little money you can improve things. 
Exactly. And I knew, and also too, it, it's going to benefit you. Like I, I'm, I'm the oh, one yeah. sleeping in the bed as well. So it, it's going to not only help yourself, but it's going to help whoever's with you. Yeah. Um, so that's one huge thing I learned. And again, you have to just be honest with yourself. It's like, would you bring you back to this apartment? Probably not. So it needs to change. Um, and also too, another thing I looked at in my life, not only was my, my apartment, but my wardrobe. Um, I thought I looked at my closet and I said, you know, is any of this acceptable to go out into a nightclub or go out even on a date? Um, so I tweaked my wardrobe a little bit too. Um, so again, it's self-help, but also it, it just, it's a great thing to do in general. Um, so those, those are some things I, I had to work on myself personally. And, yeah. uh, and you're talking about your inside and your outside, but, uh, but those things always go together. You, you right. Know? Right. One, one alters the other one and how it has an impact on the other one. We've said it a million times before. Like I I went to my new gym opened up today around the corner, which I'm so excited about. Oh, cool. um, and But I am wearing high heels for the first time in a couple of weeks and I feel much more feminine because I, I shower at the gym and then I have to look good when I walk out of the gym and I can't just put my disgusting clothes on and, and walk out the door. So I, I'm like wearing a nice pair of trousers and high heels and I feel more feminine today. So it does have a huge impact. Exactly. And uh, might I say, I'm, I'm surprised we've gone this far into the podcast and Kristen hasn't not, hasn't made a Seinfeld reference yet. I'm a little bummed out. Oh, oh, I did. You just didn't hear it. I said, <laughs> did you slip you one did, by? I did. Cause you uh, told us, you know, your secret. And then we said, tell us hers. We're in the vault. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's sly. You're real sly with the, the Seinfeld. I am. References. Okay. I know. Nope, second nature. <laughs> Step up yeah. your game. But uh, no, moving on from uh, that, I'd say another huge thing is um, start with one thing in your life and work your way out. Um, so what I did personally was like I started with my bed sheets. I got I got really nice bed sheets and then I got a new bed. And then on that top of that, I, I started changing everything in my apartment from that one thing. Um, and you can choose anything. Uh, you can choose um, a pair of dress shoes and work your way out. You can choose your bed and work your way out. Um, that's just an easy thing I did. And I think that's something that you can apply that really helps uh, just change everything in your life is start with something simple and just work your way out from that. Yeah. So guys listening might not actually know what good bed sheets are. They might be at Target and go, yeah, these look nice. What were the actual bed sheets you got? Uh, well, what I did, I got Bowl and Branch. Uh, oh, because from Howard's Yeah. Turn. Yeah. Yeah. And actually also too, again, it's simple. Just type, literally, again, we're all on the internet. Just type in, um, you know, high expensive bed sheets or just high thread count bed sheets. And there's tons of uh, websites that will tell you, um, all different types of bed sheets you can buy. So yeah, again, it's a very simple really, thing. Really good. And they're not, they're yeah, not and, and extremely okay. expensive. Again, yeah, and, and also you gotta look at it as a good investment too. Um, you know, all these things I was doing, I looked at it as an investment. Um, and even some of the clothes I bought, um, I didn't cheap out on the clothes. I thought I'm gonna spend money on good clothes and I know they're gonna last me and they're gonna pay off. Yeah. So you know, don't don't look for any shortcuts. I mean, really put in the money and put in the time and it will pay off. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm I'm right. holding back from sharing my own bed sheet story because I know it's not that interesting, but uh, a couple months before I left LA, I had been sleeping on Target bed sheets since I moved into my new apartment. So it'd been like a year and a half. And I thought to myself, if I have any self-respect, I'm going to go get nice bed sheets. And I did. And it's just funny that you said you started with bed sheets because to me, that was a symbolic moment of trying to better my life was bed sheets. Yeah. Well, no, it definitely, does. It definitely. makes a difference when you have like a really good soft pair of bed sheets that don't like have those pills on them. Yeah, and like it felt like 
Yes, I was going to say, I feel like a real adult now. Yeah. And now, of course, they're just packed away in a box and I'm sleeping right. in, my par- in a room in my parents' house. But, you know, that was a but moment. Pretty soon they will be but Pretty unpacked. soon they'll be back on a bed in New York City. Yes. So. And lots of guys' yeah. bums will be touching them. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, also... A lot of bums I, will be touching them. Exactly. <laughs> or that. <laughs> All right, let's hear number six. Uh, yeah, so number six, too, um, I'd say um, just... I read this book called um, What Women Want When They Test Men by Bruce Bryans Mm. Um, and a lot of good stuff in there. But at the very end of the book, um, he said something that really struck a chord and that was just enjoy your masculinity and just revel in being a man. And I, I'd never heard that before. um, Really boy bands. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Too much Justin Timberlake, (laughs) but um, that, that kind of, yeah, that that was something that kind of I really I highlighted and I thought that's an interesting way to think about it. Um, you know, I think, uh, again, just enjoy that masculine energy and women can do the exact same thing with feminine energy. Um, but again, just enjoy being a man and being able to lead. Um, and that, hit, that, yeah. that that was really important to me. Well, and it's very confusing for a lot of men right now because they're they're feeling like they're being shamed for being masculine when that's actually not really what's going on. But I think a lot of them are interpreting it that way and therefore covering up their masculinity. But I love that you've said now to be proud of being masculine. Can you tell us a little bit about what that actually means for you? Well, I think for me, I, I the first thing that came to mind was, uh, again, the thing growing up that I would always hear from my male peers was, um, no man, you, it's that, it's that school of thought that you need to insult the girl for her to like you. Uh, and I'll be completely honest. That's only, that's essentially, I heard that throughout my adolescence and throughout college was the fact that, you know, you need to be a jerk or you need to insult her or you need to, you know, it's that negging thing. Um, and I think if you tell that to young men, they're like, what are you talking about? I, I don't want to insult a woman. How, how, how would insulting a woman would make her like me? That doesn't make sense. Um, so that, I, that confused me a lot. Um, and I think more of reading these books and just more on just life experience, um, you know, that's not true. And I think many young men misinterpret what that means. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think also all the dating advice and all the advice I was getting on women were from other men. Um, so that creates a problem too. I was never seeking advice from other women or from, um, from the opposite sex. So, um, I think just in, not only for me, but just in general in our society, I think that creates a huge problem. So um, basically you're think, saying that when you found our podcast and my materials, yes. everything shifted for you mm-hmm. and you became this master with women, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, I'll take that and form a check later. All right, show is over. Show is over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's, that's interesting though because it's funny that you just said own your masculinity, but at the same time, to you're women. saying that you were having, yeah, that you should be listening to women, that you were like limiting yourself because you were only listening to other men. Yeah, and also I find this interesting too. The advice I was taking from other men were men that were my age or not much older. Right. And I'm thinking... 
how much more life experience do they have the than I do? I, find that, I always found that interesting. Exactly. Exactly. I always found that you, interesting. No, but the thing is, is that these guys are your age and they're saying, I, I'm like sleeping with five women a week. So of course you're going or to Or maybe up they're to not and they're trying to learn too. I just well, feel like actually it, it is just to good learn. to keep your uh, horizons very broad when you're looking for advice. Yeah, which is why, exactly. really why I love that Kurt like, went through all these books. Exactly. And then they can stop doing any other type of self-help. Um, okay, what's number eight? Oh, uh, yeah, seven. my last one. <laughs> or, yeah, seven, the last one. Uh, I'd say another thing, and I learned this, too, from going on the date, is uh, you have to be the leader. Uh, mm-hmm. And I didn't understand that um, when I was younger is the fact that women want you to be the leader and take charge. Um, and that was huge. Uh, and also I wasn't, I was, I was a little rusty at this date. I, when we left the first venue, instead of me knowing exactly where to go, she almost had to tell me where to go. And it was kind of this like goofy moment where I walked out of the bar and I started walking the wrong way. And my date goes, no, no, hold on, hold on. You're going the wrong way. It's this way. And I, and there's nothing wrong with that. I didn't ruin the date, but there was a part of me that thought, no, like I should be, I should be taking the lead and I should be knowing where we're going. Right. Um, and again, that, that's not like the end of the world or it's not the answer to everything, but I just picked up on that where there was this, I don't know if it was a power thing, but it was just like, I should be a little bit more on top of it as far as where we're going. And just a little thing like that about going to the next venue. So that's just a little thing I picked up on, but again, it ties in just taking charge and, and, and being, yeah. But if you do have a well, moment something- like that, cause you are human play with it and use it to your advantage and make it cute or charming. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. I was going to the bathroom first, right? That's where we usually go before we leave. Or go, or if you're having a really good time, go run up to her, pick her up and say, absolutely, this is the direction that we're heading. Thank yeah. you for being the boss of the, like, whatever it is, you got to own it and be okay with it and then take the lead from there afterwards. How, how do you take the lead without being like a know-it-all who doesn't really respect what she has to say. Because I know a lot of guys can misunderstand that message as well and just cut the woman off completely from contributing to the date. Yeah, no, that that's, I mean, I'm be honest with, I'm, I'm probably still figuring that out. Mm-hmm. I think what would have helped me was um, having a little bit more of a plan for that night. Um, I know spun, you know, being spontaneous is fun too. But um, I think it helps when you have an idea of what you want to do as far as what venues you want to go to, what bars you want to go to, what restaurants you want to go to. Um, I'd say that's a big thing. And also, I didn't completely ignore, like, we're going here no matter what. I was able – I asked her, obviously, um, what she wanted to do. But just being more comfortable and also just doing a little homework as far as maybe some places you could go to, uh, if there's any closed bars – um, and I'll admit, I didn't do that much homework for this first date. Um, so I think going into my next dates uh, down the road, I would just have a little bit more of um, knowing what I want to do. That's probably the best answer I can give you on that one. Yeah, for sure. And that's that, that's all that it is. But it's, it's building on item number two, which is having an expanded you know, social foundation because then you know of a whole bunch of things going on. You can say to the girl, listen, I'm having a great time with you. There's three things that we can do. I know this great quiet bar down the street, good music that we can listen to. But a friend of mine is actually doing, I mean, you're in Los Angeles, performing at the improv tonight. I'm just saying that you you can have a whole bunch of options that may not be planned out. You just happen to naturally have those options available to you, the more social. How did you know that was item number two? Are you Rain Man? How did you remember that? There's seven items, right? It's item number two. Did you have an email in front of you? 
You just no. remember that? Is it not? I mean... What a weirdo. Yes, I'm very smart. It's, yeah, it's all the right. I'm telling you, my memory is so much better now. Well, you know, I, I have, now that I have both of you on this podcast, I, I have to ask this podcast. question. I think many men, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think, uh, I think many men will benefit from this. What's, uh, what's your take on cologne? How, how should I, how should I, I apply it. the cologne? <laughs> hate it. Hate it. I, other, so zero, women, no, so I mean, cologne? if cologne, if you wear cologne, wear cologne, but don't bathe in cologne, do a sprinkling of cologne. Yes. But I am not a fan of cologne. It smells like you're trying too hard and it smells like desperation. Yes. I like the natural smell of it. But I know so many other women who do yeah. love it because that's the way that they grew up. For me, I, like literally if there's a fire two cities over, I can smell it. I have such a sensitive nose. And when I smell something, I can taste it. So if you have BO, I smell it, then I taste it. If you have cologne on, I smell it, then I taste it. And it's all that I can focus on. But not all women like are this. like that. So if you are oh, going go to... Well, I was yes, going to say, I like the smell of the products you use to get ready, which is whatever shower gel, like yes, I can smell that you just showered, whatever you put in your hair, whatever small yes. little thing you put in your hair, you know, I like the smell of cleanliness in your natural state. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm on yeah. the same page as you. I don't know if all women think that way or feel that way, well, but that, when I, I was agree with that. graduating high school or maybe right at the beginning of college, I dated a guy who bathed in Aqua de Gio, which I don't know any colognes, but I just know that name because we called him Aqua de Gio. And I'm probably saying it wrong. But because he just, it was just like, ugh. And now whenever I've smelled that, like, so not that strong. I smell it often, but if I'm walking through a department store or something and I see it, I'm like, ooh. Oh, it's just yucky. But obviously some women like it because there's yeah. so many men yeah. who do it. But yeah, don't, if don't you bathe do it, in it. Do it lightly. Um, yeah, if you're, if, yeah, do it lightly. Exactly. Put it onto your feet <laughs> so that it's like a light smell. Yeah, don't have <laughs> smelly know. feet. All right. No, well, that's a thing. Don't, yeah, don't have smell. Well, yeah, but just throw some powder. Uh, my ex-boyfriend had very stinky sh- shoes and feet. Throw some powder in your <laughs> shoes. Let them soak overnight if you really yeah. have a pungent foot smell because if you go to her place and take your shoes off and all of a sudden she just smells feet there's going to be no yeah, in your face you. yeah exactly i know your, your fancy bed sheets are not going to be having no. a guest in them anyway kurt thank you so much for being on our show i know this is one of your first appearances on a podcast great. you did really well and you did really well. Yeah. Thank you for bearing with us as we were uh, fidgeting with our recording system. But you were awesome. Thank you for those seven things that you did not know before, but you wish you knew when you were younger. They will be very helpful to many people who listen to this podcast. So you are awesome. Thank you. Do you have any apps no. that you're creating right now that you want to promote? No apps. Um, I if you want to creep on my Instagram, it's uh, tacokurt90 at instagram.com. That's T-A-C-O-K-U-R-T-90, tacokurt90. Because I love I love some great Conrad Asada or El Pastor. So, well, you're probably gonna have to get some new sheets soon then. Yeah. <laughs> but um, in all seriousness, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I love listening to the podcast and um, just thank you. This was so cool. And uh, again, thank you for Thanks the opportunity. For all your info. Yeah, of course, you were wonderful. Yeah, and thank you, Kristen, for being on the show. I love looking Hi. at your face now. My phone is going to die very shortly. So we're FaceTiming while we're doing this so that we real can have connection. that real human aspect that we miss from being face to face in Los Angeles now that Kristen is in New York. 
Um, check out my new approaching program called the Approach Blueprint. It is now live on my website and it teaches you all about those first stages of interactions and approaching, getting over approach anxiety, what to say, how to say it, body language, a lot of the stuff that we talked about on this podcast. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out almost every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. We've been a little bit off lately, but I'm going to try to be a lot better about putting those out on time. Um, Please don't be an idiot. Do not download individual episodes. Go and subscribe to our show so it just comes to you naturally. You can listen to it whenever you want. You guys are awesome. And you should go to my website if you want help with your dating or your dating profile or your bantering. You can go to kristencarney.com slash dating help. I am here for you guys and your wieners. (laughs) And your wieners, exactly. All right, we will see you guys next week.